got know. your hair in a is it swirl. All, is it all screwed <laughs> I've up? I've never actually seen it like that. <laughs> That's how you know it's been a big one. <laughs> but welcome to episode 18 of Sports Banter with my guy, Mr. Polar Bear. Hello. And myself, Mr. Peanut. Switched big, up there a little bit. Biggest sports fans I know. In maybe the world, yeah, and that's uh, besides Doc. We'll I mean, take I'll, anybody. I'll give, we'll take I'll, anybody on two on two. I'll do the speed stuff. You do the brute work. There we go. Sounds good. <laughs> I'll push the weight. Yeah. We'll go. I like our chances in any situation. Fuck. I'm not sure what that looks like. I mean, if we were to but, play like a two on two basketball game, I'm down low. You're yeah, outside. No, we're good to go. That's a twelve nil victory. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! <laughs> Quick twenty one. Um, yeah, I can't so, shoot worth a shit. Pass the fucking. <laughs> Oh, I played you in grade school. You yeah. were oh, oh, we don't want to want to get into that. You were uh, no good. <laughs> I wasn't, and I still am not. But let's just jump in that. For a I would love to. I let's, can't let's believe stay I on that. Can't believe we, we have. <laughs> well, first of all, it was the uh... wait. Wait, can I preface this? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Never played or before what what Rick's about to no, say. No, no, no. Don't even okay, do that because ahead. this is part of it. Oh, great. Because Oh, it actually makes it the is. story way better. Cuz my I went to St. John's and Sanitas. We were decent. We had me and pretty much Evan Castellato versus Versal. Um Versal. and so we it was some tournament early in the year. We played the Brand Mad, new the Madeline day. had never played you guys before. This guy. So there's two halves in those games. There's 20 minute halves. This guy, uh, you know, I had got my water at halftime, kind of going back in the lab drill, and here comes Brian McCardle Jr. in the tunnel, Everett Mallon, and I look and I go, holy I'm super sh- late. Holy shit. It's a classic McCardle Who's that move. guy? And I'm like, oh, classic other school move where they bring in the big guy at halftime. He probably, you know, throws bows and he'll get like a thousand points in the paint. And so that was in my head. Oh, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm the point guy near tactic. So I'm like, all right, well, here comes this big guy. Let's see what <laughs> this is all about. Uh, so then I think you started the second half, fresh legs for sure. <laughs> Dude, Dude I, do you remember that game? I do. I should never have played. <laughs> I, I'll just put so, it at that. I don't. I can't recall exactly the play, but you got the ball first, and this was quick. You got the ball. I think that yep. You guys got the ball first. You got the ball. Whatever you want. And to say. I think you just threw it at the the hoop, and it hit the top of it. And I just go, oh my god, just forget it. This guy doesn't All know right, what he's let me, doing. Let me, let me let me show forget you. Let me, let me tell you how I remember it. It's exactly the same. Yeah. Just Rick missed out a very key. Okay. A key thing here is when I took my shot prior to that, someone said shoot it. And I just fucking shot it. 100%. Um, But I do remember that day very vividly. Mom and I were frustrated because we thought the game was one place. It was not. And of course, being the the child, it's my fault. And I love my mom. Don't get me wrong. Teresa is great. I've always wondered why you were... I was late. I was severely late. And I remember me briskly walking across campus of modern day... To try yeah, and get there. That's where it was. There was no real pep in my step because I knew, and again, I was going to preface this before the story. I never played organized basketball before. That was your first game? Number two, I had never actually practiced either uh-huh. before that, prior to that. So I just showed up. Like That hey, was the first game in life? In life, yeah. Oh well, God. organized basketball. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Sure. Have I gotten any better since then? I would hope so. Maybe a, a, a figment. <laughs> But let me tell you this, 
I have so the worst good. shooting oh, yeah. posture was, on earth. It was like being the most intimidated. Not intimidated, but like, oh, they got this uh, big guy coming. Oh, this big guy. Yeah, no, I and, understand. Uh, and then you shot it, and I go, oh, forget it. Yeah. He is not going to be a factor in this I game. will say this, though. <laughs> I play pretty mean in the paint now. Like, I'm yeah. not going to fuck well, around. Well, now it makes sense to me. You know, it's your first game out there. You're kind of just looking around like, what are we yeah, even doing? And I'm also frustrated because I'm getting yelled at by my mom. Because right. it's my well, fault we went to the wrong place. Another side of it, when you came in, you know, halftime, you come in alone. The whole team's like, yeah, Brian. <laughs> and I'm like... Oh, fuck. fuck. <laughs> Here comes this giant guy. It's going to destroy us. We got uh, nobody down And low. you know what? I, it's funny you bring that up because... <laughs> Can't man, believe I'm we 20, got on this. I'm, I don't even know how old. I'm 28, 27. I don't know. You're 27. Okay, thank you. For God's sake. I don't remember. Um, I haven't gotten much better at that, but I think about that a lot when I play basketball. Could That's this so get funny. any worse from me just fucking... <laughs> shoot it! <laughs> St. John's went on to win that game. Let's just leave it at that. Hey, you know what? I can remember vividly who my team was, who the coach was. It was not fun for McCarter. <laughs> why I'm not any better. The now. polar bear. You know, polar bears don't do well indoors. No. That's a fact. Or an outdoor guy. <laughs> so. Okay. Oh, love that well, let's start. lead into that this. That is an electric start. <laughs> That's Parochial start. league basketball. If you ever played it, you get it. You understand. That's but, right. uh, yeah. We'll start going into the sports world. The NFL draft happened last week. We kind of led into it. What we were we, what we were expecting. Uh, personally, I said Bears, stay the hell away from trading up, and I am so happy that no one listens to me <laughs> because there you go. I'll tell you what, I was driving. Had it on my phone. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're just going to get into the Bears thing. It was a big moment. Yeah, jump know? right into it. Why wouldn't um, you? A huge Bears so fan. I, I'm watching on my phone. and By the way, we they, don't recommend this, okay? No, no, I'm, I'm parked. I was parked. Oh, okay, yeah. If you were driving I was going like to myself, where I was going. I yeah. I was going to where I was going, and I see, you know, they have the little panel, and uh, the guy goes, oh, looks like the Chicago Bears are trading, and I go, oh, my God, no. Stay away. What are you doing? Because I'm thinking the worst. I'm like, they're going to pick Mac Jones, Mm -hmm. and then Justin Fields is going to end up being this dual threat beast. And so I'm like, you know, just waiting for life to end. And uh, Justin Fields, who was once presumed to be the number two pick, falls to us at 11. And I'll say this. Am I saying he's going to be the next Mahomes, Watson, next great quarterback? No, I'm not. But I came into that day with Andy Dalton at quarterback, okay? I already spoke about it on the IG page. That was where I was. Yeah. You know, eight wins would be an insane year with Andy at the realm. Uh, at the helm, excuse me. Justin oh, Fields, oh. now Bears fans, we got something to look forward to at least. It's a new start. Um, Do you think he immediately starts? No. Not because he won't be better than Andy Dalton, because I'm sure he's better than Andy Dalton right now, just athletically, maybe. But they're going to give him time to watch Dalton Progress. be a disaster out there and be like, hey, that's what you don't do. Got it? And he'll be like, yeah, check. I'm excited <laughs> to... I, I'm not... Look, I for the draft, just a quick, quick thing. I have no dog in the fight. I don't. Correct. For, I don't have anything. 
but was very happy about what the Bears did and who they got in Justin Fields because I really liked him at Ohio State. Yeah. Number two, I think he's a really tough quarterback. I mean, look at the championship game. I mean, he was hurt. He was playing. And I will say this. Uh, the demographic for me for Bears fans is very blue collar. They yes, already you're 100%. already you're already Bears. You're already fucking like you're playing to that demographic perfectly because Justin Fields is, to me is a guy that won't give up fighting mm-hmm. for something. And, and I don't know. I just think he's I'm I'm pissed he dropped. I'm happy the Bears got him. Yeah, it was, and that's from an outside yeah. source here. You know. Yeah. No, it was everything that. We needed some spark. Why didn't and that was the spark? I you know, that's remains to be seen. Maybe there was a reason. Pro day? Like what what um I don't know. We'll see. But I loved when he got drafted, he reminded me a lot of when Cedric Benson got rest in peace by the way. Uh got drafted by the Bears. Um just kinda had this like stoic, like I'm ready to work demeanor. Like he's been wronged type of thing. And I was like, that's the type of leadership we need of a guy with a chip on his shoulder. He's already been doubted. Um, I mean, he was even doubted when he was at Ohio State. Again, I'm not saying, definitely not saying he's the answer, but it gives us a next chapter at least. Mm, Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, I heard the Vikings were behind them, and if he was available then, the Vikings were going to take him. That would have sucked. The Patriots got slapped with Mac Jones. I think that's pretty funny. So, But, you know, best to Mac Jones, whatever. Well, just to jump on that real quick... What do you think of that pick? I know it's the Patriots and Mac Jones, but I'd like to get your opinion on it because I have my own. I I just... Okay, here's my thing. This is why I didn't want Mac Jones on the Bears. He can't move. He's not mobile enough. Uh, They're reviewing film on him, like his weaknesses, I guess. And anytime he was pressured, like where he had to get around it or throw it away, the the outside linebacker pretty much got to him every yeah, time. I, uh, He's stuck in his tracks. Big guy, but he can't... In the NFL, those guys are the guys on the edge are so fast. You have to have that extra athletic ability. Like that's where quarterbacks are trending toward. You got to have that extra step to. I agree. I agree counter that. that outside edge coming in. And lastly, the Bears had an A plus draft, by the way, which was the first time ever. And I'll tell you why, and you're gonna love this. They got Justin Fields, and immediately I started looking at the second round pick, and I thought, we need offensive line. That's the immediate next move. That's, and I literally looked at the guy from Oklahoma State, Tevin Jenkins. He's his map. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who, who he is? Who yeah. talking about. He's yeah. great. He's, uh, I think he was the fourth-rated tackle, whatever. Uh, Second-round pick, that's great value. So they drafted him. And I go, are you kidding me? Are we doing this? Like, we're, are we going to start developing a team? Yeah, exactly. And then they drafted another. Because then I was like, well, we still need another tackle. And they drafted another guy. And I go, what the hell's going on here? Uh, they're finally listening to me, me. Me, my dad, and my brother are going, I mean, they're doing everything right for the first time ever. That's and it. I was like, I can't believe I'm watching this. And just, I want to jump in real quick on that. that. That makes your draft experience go from, hey, this oh. is a great, this is a good draft, to this is an exceptional Zero draft. Zero to a hundred. Exactly. <laughs> it just is amazing. Um the Mac Jones thing to the Patriots, I honestly, what you said is perfectly, a perfect example of what I was thinking about Mac Jones is, mm-hmm. I think he, 
he was playing in a system that is surrounded by exceptional mm-hmm. athletes. Oh yeah. You I, I hate to two s- top ten receivers. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think I think Mac Jones had a lot of you know, bonuses around him at Alabama. And don't get me wrong, you have to be good to play at Alabama. Mm-hmm. But you know what's crazy about Alabama? The third, fourth, and fifth string guys can be those two or third round draft picks. Right. And Mac Jones is to me God bless Bill Belichick. Is he going to beat out Cam Newton for the spot? I don't think so. No. I don't like Cam already. I think he should just retire or become a tight end. Just fucking do it. Do what Tim Tebow should have done and become a tight end. Um, but Mac Jones, I don't know. He's a pussy. He's, he's, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I don't know. He's just got like... I, I think my thing is, again, I already said it, but the speed. The speed's not there. I think if one team was to make it work, probably the Patriots, just because of Belichick, and he'll figure out a way to keep him stationary. Well, maybe, yeah. Well, if but he's I good mean, enough. but look at Tom Brady. A lot of everyone's thought everyone has everyone says this about Tom Brady when he was playing with the Patriots and even at the Bucks. Now, if you can pressure Tom Brady, you can fluster Tom Brady. Yeah. If you can get him off the edge, you can sack him. It's the same situation with Mac Jones. The thing is, is they need to build up their receiving core to be able to assist him and oh, yeah. also get an offensive line. I mean, I, I haven't looked at the Patriots' offensive line very closely, but I can tell you this, Cam Newton has to move around a lot. He's yeah. moved around a I lot. I think Cam Newton got hit a fair amount of times last year, too. So I do, yeah, the Patriots' I, offense was nothing to, like, fear last year. No, and, and maybe the Mac Jones thing was maybe pull and trade, you know, get mm-hmm. him and trade him. Who knows? But I don't know. It is... I, I know him, we're kind of focusing yeah. a lot on that, is but I just don't see it. I, I see him carrying the clipboard this year. Me too. Uh, I, I don't think his his uh, NFL IQ is going to be there yet to just be able to rid the ball and you know. I think he thinks his IQ is though. That's well, I think you should if you're is. him. But um, I don't know. I'll I, I think if it, you know if you get in a few of those games and it doesn't go well, I think it does a lot of bad to the young guys who come in the league. You have a few bad games, you're like, oh shit, maybe I can't do this. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm interested to see how he plays in uh, you know spring training games. Yeah, you know preseason games. I spring. Training you did say spring. Funny. I was gonna let it go. Though. You know, I caught myself. <laughs> I caught myself. Preseason games with him are gonna be really interesting. I am very excited to see Justin Fields in preseason games. Oh, because yeah. I, I, I just, I, I guess, I mean, it sounds like you and I, like, that's our favorite pick of the, uh, well, of the draft. It, for me, it has to be. Because, again, Matt Nagy, I'm out on. Hate the Bears head coach. He could blow, you know, cooking over easy eggs pretty easily. <laughs> he could blow that. He could so kill that, cereal. <laughs> that scares me. Because... He's a guy that does milk first and then cereal. <laughs> <laughs> because, because you know we did have Mitch Trubisky at number two, so that's when you draft that guy at two, you're saying, you know, that's the best quarterback in the draft, right? Mm-hmm. And what Nagy did with him is plummet, like you know, and Trubisky is a part of that too. But I don't know if he did all he could to mold Trubisky into the guy he is. Now he's a backup in Buffalo, so I look at Justin Fields and like, don't oh, fuck this up. Not him. Maggie, yeah. No, that's Maggie, what I'm saying. Exactly. Don't fuck yeah. this up. Because I'm like, are you just going to keep blowing like these guys' talent? Because not to say, like, Trubisky does have a lot of talent. Well, but you, that, have a, you have the right coach, though. That's a core. That's a, that's a, that's a team. That's yeah. a, 
That's an it's organization. Yeah. That's an organization. Fuck oh, up. that's the problem. The bear, the bears have this had is a very a, heavy or, bear draft conversation. Organizational <laughs> disaster when it comes to quarterback. Them and the Browns have this whole uh, quarterback, you know, whatever spin cycle. Yeah. And, you know, the Browns get all the shit for it, but the Bears are literally, like, they could have their own jersey with all the names well, on it, Well, let's not get into the Browns, okay? No, I'm just saying. Yeah. It's, it's uh, we never have had a guy that's like, that's our guy. And if if I was to say, like, Jay Cutler, that's tough to yeah. be behind, you yeah. know? Because yeah. what, we got to the NFC Championship lost, and that was the pinnacle of Jay Cutler's career. So, anyways, I'm glad they did it. It was a GM and coach saving move. For them, yeah. they had a GM and coach saving draft. Yeah, they did. So I don't hate that they pulled out all the stops, and I thought they traded wisely. We'll see what happens with Justin Fields. I want him to stay healthy, and for the Bears not to rush him in because there for sure will be the Chicago, you know, crowd is going to yeah. want the first sign of Dalton throwing you know six pick sixes in the first half. You got to respond. They're going to want Fields. In. Yeah, exactly. So, we're going to have to have a plan to get that figured out. You know, out. the draft for uh, myself, I know this is kind of dra- long draft, you know, but we got heavy bear stuff. We got a huge bear fan next to us. That was, well, I, I think that was the biggest move of the draft. It was. And I and I, I just said that, I, yeah. I, right? I, I said, yeah. I think our favorite pick for the draft was the Justin Fields situation. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were shocked that Mac Jones dropped so low to the Patriots, but who gives a fuck? It's Mac Jones. Um, number two is... You know, everybody said that Penny would go second. That was, was a big thing. That. He floated down. Um, he's on Detroit. You know, he's going to die in Detroit. <laughs> God bless. I think we said exactly that. Yeah, God bless Detroit taking an offensive lineman in the first round. But I and I, I don't know if you saw how excited they were when they drafted him. I mean, they're, I they're fucking, I mean, everybody calls it their war room, fucking went yeah. crazy. And, and, and I love don't, that. And don't get me wrong. I, I'm excited that an offensive lineman went in the first round. I, I'm i all for it. I think my issue is is Detroit's going to kill him. It's you a know, tough organization. It's a tough organization. It's a tough fan to base. Steady. Yeah. And you know what? As a rookie with a brand new head coach that's literally fires, I mean, shits cinnamon. Like, the guy's <laughs> pissed at everything. I mean, he's fucking angry. Yeah, um, okay. I, I, I think Penny... I think he's ready to work. I'm just yeah. excited. I'm excited to see how well, how he succeeds in, um, in Detroit. Um, going back to uh, Sermon, we were talking about earlier the Ohio State running back went to the Niners. Again, I think he fell really far. I really like him. I think yeah, he's a great. I'm, I'm not as in as you are. No, and I that, that that's about the draft, right, right? right? Like I think for me, I think he is a. I think he's a grade A player. Um, do you like him? You like him as a third down back? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, honestly, and uh, you know what? I think he's a great second string running back. Yeah. And but I think he has the attributes to be a first a starter. You know, if you I I don't know. I just want to see his opportunity in the NFL. I think him dropping so low puts a little chip on his shoulder. Also, too, coming from Ohio State, Ohio State leaned on him a lot. I, I yeah. kind of wish that that floated their draft picks a little bit more for that. Um, one last thing I would like to know is um, what the Giants did. Their big fucking pickup. They got, like, I'm not... 
the wide They receiver? traded up. No, they traded and they got a lot of oh, picks they got next picks. year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're I, they're loading for next year. Yeah. yeah, I think, you know, for me, it always worries me when you load a lot of picks because you never know how the next draft class is going to be. Yeah, uh, you're always worried about that. I think this draft class was pretty damn good. Um, it, yeah, I did too. It was very quarterback heavy, but. I do feel like there was a lot Some of great athletes. Though, there too. was a lot of great athletes in this draft, and you know what? It's funny. I think I think for the past three or four seasons, I, I think we've been kind of waiting for a good draft class yeah, like this. Agreed. And and it finally came up. And for the Giants to do that, look, I already know the Giants organization is pretty shitty. <laughs> I hate to say, it, if you're a Giants fan and you're listening to this, you already know what I'm saying. <laughs> you, you guys have a shitty organization from the top down. But what they did with those moves. Shows that they are trying to push for the future, for the future yeah. which is huge. Don't get me. Uh, uh, God bless the Giants. To the Giants' point, division rival, Eagles. I loved who they picked with their first pick. Remember that? No, I do not. Devonta Smith. Oh, that's right. Heisman winner. Yeah. Wide receiver. I thought it was a textbook example of the NFL overthinking the prototype guy that they want. Yeah, that's a great. Call. It is. It's just so funny. It it's like how many Russell Wilsons, how many Drew Brees, how many Danny Amendola's, how many guys Damn, that you don't yeah. think are going to be good that turn out to be good to make you, you know, realize that you don't have to be this mammoth of a human to be no, good. No, you don't. Devonta Smith, I don't know if you, if anybody watched college football last year, he's incredible. I mean. He's exceptional. He, when they played Notre Dame, granted Notre Dame never steps up in the, you know, whatever. Different conversation. Yeah, we'll gloss over. But Devonta Smith ran up and down the field on a lot of guys that got drafted from Notre Dame. So I texted my friend that I go, if you can ball, you can ball. That's the bottom line. That's that a, guy was the Heisman winner. That's he's a getting, simple way of looking at it, and it's a perfect way of looking at like it. It's like he's fast. You can't catch. I mean, he plays receiver. What more do you want? So I love that the Eagles uh, took a risk on that. I think that's one of the biggest sleepers in the draft at number 10 because his teammate got drafted over him. And then the LSU guy got drafted over him. So he's a third receiver picked. It's like, wow. Kind of disrespect just because the dude's 170. Yeah. And, it's like, um, how much is Tyreek Hill weigh? What is, uh, who's the you know? Eagles quarterback? It's Jalen Hurts right now. Jalen Hurts. Who? Alabama guy. Exactly. Alabama guy. I, I think, I'm excited for the Eagles because I like Jalen Hurts. I don't know about. I don't know what yeah, your no. opinion is on him. I like that connection. For Me sure. too. I love that connection. It makes it. It's a lot more confidence with Jalen Hurts throwing the ball to somebody that I don't. Know, they may have played together. I mean, very minimally. You know, I don't know. Um, right. Smith's uh, previous schooling, but you know, it's fucking great. I think that's a good move for Phil. Uh, you know, Philadelphia. Um, Mikey and my friend Mikey is a big Eagles fan. God bless you. You know, good luck to the season. But it's, yeah, like I said, I, I, you know, for me, for the draft, we were talking about our expectations. I thought the draft lived up to my expectations of what we wanted. It exceeded mine. For it, sure. it made it, it made your draft exceptionally I'm great for the season. Now. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Based off of the moves, they, your draft yeah. picks by your team mm-hmm. dictates how you feel about the season for sure. It can help for sure. Some teams are already set. Like if you're a Bucks fan, maybe it didn't matter. No. Uh, Chiefs fan, like you're pretty much set for a guy like me, who my team's in shambles. We take a lot of good steps. So post draft, <sighs> or maybe it was pre draft. There was a well, quote unquote. This is sh- actually 
post-season, like right, right after the season. Schefter bomb. Well, no, it came back up, though, that Schefter bomb. Adam Schefter, Woj bomb. You know, you get it. Love it. Adam Schefter, if you'd love to come on Sports Page, we love it. Because we need a plug yeah, for the news. Me. Yeah. But he reported that Aaron Rodgers just wants out of Green Bay. Um, wow. That's just huge, huge news. And I'll tell you this. Once, once the Packers drafted Jordan Love, I think it was last year. Yes. Um, or two years ago. Whatever it was. Well, I, now I just, it was two years I just ago. go, wow. That is a statement because the Packers have they were always like a receiver or some offensive weapon away from you know pushing the to the NFC title, and they draft a quarterback to replace the guy that's the reason that you get there. So, as a Bears fan, I was, I mean, I'm shocked that Aaron Rodgers has they like the Packers organization. Aaron Rodgers have gotten this level where he just wants out. Um, my quick take is I think Aaron Rodgers will probably come back because mm. that's just the luck of a Bears fan and uh but on the other hand I read someone that Brett Favre said I know like Aaron pretty well and I think he's over it and I think he wants to move on I don't know how the Packers can trade a guy like that I just like consciously how can you do that so I'm like I'm really curious to see what the hell happens here if the Packers start opening week with Jordan Love at QB and not Rodgers? Rodgers just retires? I don't know. I don't think he'll retire. Okay. That's just a quick thing. Um, second, I love the Brett Favre take because mm-hmm. I, I think I may have read the same thing or heard the same yeah. thing. Is I really think, based off of how much... Look, the media is going to blow it up no matter what. But how much coverage this is, this is containing, it tells that there's a shit ton of truth there. That mm-hmm. he's fucking over it. Yeah. And and, and I really do think he's over it. I, I, I think he is over Green Bay. He's also the MVP, reigning MVP mm-hmm. winner. Um, that was phenomenal last year. Exactly. I think, I, I think the Packers, I think you put it into a great perspective. They were one or two assets away from totally blowing the doors off this fucking thing. It's just, shocking that he only has one Super Bowl. It Isn't is shocking. It is. But but is it is a lot of that on him or is it a lot of that on the organization itself? I got organization. You, me too. Yeah. Because if you for how good of a player he is and to not have that consistent push to succeed, that that's tough. And also it could weigh a lot on Aaron Rodgers because Think of the organization you're playing in. Yes, mm-hmm. a lot of people talk about, you know, the Jets, the Giants. You know, you have those, the Patriots. You have those organizations where you're fixated if you're the quarterback. In Green yeah. Bay, I mean, yeah. you're literally shitting Green Bay. Like, yeah. there, there's no, there is nothing else. Yeah. You walk in the neighborhood, it's Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Imagine that impact as a quarterback. That's a lot of weighing on you to succeed. But... At the end of the day, people aren't looking at the organization. They're looking at Aaron Rodgers. Hey, why aren't you working with the assets around you to get a Super Bowl? Right. Not the other way around, how I see it. Um, do this, you think it's warranted that he wants out? Yeah, I do. Yeah, do I, I do as well. And you know what? I'm not a Packers fan, but and I know you are. <laughs> 
but <laughs> I love the Packers' history, mm-hmm. and I love their impact. I can respect on, their history. Exactly. Sure. Their impact on football in that sense. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we're going to get to our quotes later. I have a Vince Lombardi quote on my yeah. list. What I will say is trade his ass and get as much as you can. Because if you're going to act mm-hmm. like that with Jordan Love, trade trade him now. Get his get the fucking bank key to whatever you want <laughs> and get it. Because you know what? Right now, Aaron Rodgers is at the height of his cash value. Yep. Right. And, and with only how many? You know, I don't know how many years he's, left. How old is he? He's, he's thirty eight. I, I was yeah. gonna say thirty seven or thirty six. It's, it's upwards of thirty. Yeah. yeah. Sell him. Yeah. Sell him now. Just don't burn the bridge because the bird the bridge is already sound right. like it's burning. Sounds like it is. Yeah, so burn it, let it go, and get whatever the fuck you want for it. <laughs> I, I think you made an amazing point there with how the organization they draft Jordan Love, and on the other hand, like, oh, Aaron, we want to make everything work out. It's like you actually can't have it both ways. No, you because, cannot. Because and if you didn't tell Aaron Rodgers that you were drafting a quarterback in the first round, that's then even, that's, that's even more bad. Maybe blood. that's why he's so pissed off. Yeah. Um, it, it's very you, yeah. It's very reminiscent of the Brett Favre Aaron Rodgers yeah, thing. It's very weird it's how very, this Packer thing goes, where they have these great quarterbacks that last forever, and then the tail end of their career, it's like they try to like ditch them almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that was a great point that the organization makes it now that they're like, oh, we're gonna make this work and whatever. It's like, well, where was that when you were drafting yeah. a quarterback? Yeah. Uh, where was your transparency? It's like the the bridge is already gone. It's like I don't. Yeah. He either will suck it up and play because he just wants to play football. I don't think he will. Or he will sit out. He's got a new girlfriend the, or, or fiance. He's not yeah. into it. I Aaron Rodgers is that type of guy where he's gonna do what Aaron Rodgers wants to do. Exactly, and that's how he plays. And that's what yeah. I love about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And and uh, I'm getting heated about it, but just <laughs> fuck it. Packers. Take this advice from me. Sell them high. Sell them mm-hmm. high because you're gonna get everything that you want out of Aaron Rodgers right now. And you are hopefully going to get a bunch of fucking cash, some first round draft picks, some more cheese, whatever you need. But get, get sell them. They got to sell them. Picks, but you get Aaron Rodgers Love for it. five years. That was just so. a quick note. Wanted to note that. But as we were going into it, and I love that Rick brought this uh, to our <laughs> attention for the Sports Banner podcast. Right. Is, and I think you said it's Life. the first Still time times. they. Yeah. Yep. Astros and Yankees. Have met since the cheating debacle, which cheating is scandal. all fucking true. It's not a scandal. It's fucking in New true. York. Important to know. In New in York, the Bronx. which I've gone to five games in Yankee Stadium, and it's not oh, the nice. new stadium, old Yankee. Well, I I was I went to one game in old Yankee Stadium. Pretty awesome. Yeah, the I, walk of uh, the Hall of Fame. Exactly. Here's a quick story: is the Yankee fans are fucking ruthless. If you're walking up wrong, they tell you the game is going, <laughs> and out of the corner of their eye, they're saying, "Hey." Stupid fuck, you're walking wrong. Okay? Perfect example, I'm walking up stairs, I'm like eight years old, I'm walking up with ice cream, it's melting. The Yankees fans are telling me, fucking eat it, it's melting! You know? Yeah, I'm eight years old, first time I heard the F word, going, oh great! You know? What? Yeah, so again, this is uh, exceptional, I love this. The Astros playing the Yankees at Yankee Stadium, Yankee fans are uh, chanting... Fuck the well, Astros. Before we get into Go ahead. the fans, like why is this so important though? Oh, it's important because the Astros, well, one, have been accused of cheating and stealing signs. 
Yes. Yes. That's been probably, proven. You have more but, on that. But uh, the, they played the Yankees in the ALCS during that year, in which they won. So Yankee fans, rightfully so, extremely salty. Salt yeah. levels are at an all-time high. Sodium levels, all-time high. <laughs> um, and, you know, if that was my team... Rightfully so, man. I, you know, I have been very vocal. I hate Greaterall. If Greaterall cheated somehow... I don't even know how much hatred I'd have for him. Before we jump into this, because we've yet to touch this, you know, what do you think of the whole scandal, the cheating scandal? Oh, I think it's... It's kind of, it plays into what we're about to talk about, but I'd love to know your opinion Here's on it. a couple things. I'm not going <laughs> to I love be, how he's sitting down. Yeah. It's like a business well, meeting uh, with Rick right I th- now. <laughs> I think, I'm a businessman. Yes, you are. I think, you know, the easiest thing to say is like, it's wrong, it's the worst, but let's acknowledge... That people have been stealing signs forever. Correct. It is That's a part true. of baseball. That's it is a part it's okay of baseball. It's okay to a point. But Astros took it to another level <laughs> of cheating. I fucking agree. They had the video, you know, available to the players during the game, which is crazy. And once you start, you know, banging trash cans and you know, one bang means fastball, two bangs means changeup. I mean, we're we're not even really playing baseball anymore. If you want to have the traditional way of stealing signs, then the guy in second base is guessing what the signs are, and that's how you do it. I'm okay with that. That's old school baseball. Fine. But to take it to that next level of video and you're banging stuff, like that's not baseball. Now you're anybody can go up there knowing what the pitch is and probably put a pretty good swing on it. You know yeah. what I mean? Especially these guys who don't need help. Bregman, kidding me, he's one of the best hitters in baseball. Altuve, same deal. You know, these guys are all-stars. So you give them the advantage of knowing, hey, it's going to be a fastball inside, like gear up and smoke it. And in the playoffs, well, it's disgusting. Well, I think, too, is, you know, let's just say one slam to the can is a fastball. That takes away what a batter has to process. Right. All I now have to do it's is... It's not baseball. No, all I now have to do is think, oh, it's a fucking fastball. Okay, where where am I going to put my bat? Oh, it's low yeah. and outside. I can I could probably put a I could probably get a, at least half of a barrel on this. Honestly, for me, I I, I like that you prefaced that stealing signs is a part of baseball right. to a Un- certain extent. Unwritten code of baseball. Exactly. To a certain extent. Dude, people people have been stealing signs. I mean, my, in little league, my dad was telling me, "Yo, yeah. if you can pick up a sign, <laughs> tell the fucking team." <laughs> like, tell the team and right. uh, you know, I learned that from a very young age is that stealing signs is a part of baseball. It's a faux mm-hmm. pas of baseball, yes. if you will. But you know what? It fucking happens. When you now have sounds or what have you to assist with yeah. your decisions at the bat, that's when you know there's cheating. Yeah. And it's you too know, much. It's too much. And, and, and to, to baseball... Stealing signs is way more taboo and way more sensitive than steroids, mm-hmm. in my mind. Uh, don't sure. get me wrong; steroids are bad. You know, yeah. to a, that was an era. That was an era of baseball. It, it it's worse than that. Yeah. It's way worse than that. And the fact that we have teams in baseball history that are blackballed due to cheating, and we have physical, visual yeah. evidence that the Astros. Fucking cheated, and they are not blackballed. 
Yeah. That fucking infuriates me. And it, 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 I, I'm I'm so fucking mad right now because it's such bullshit. Yeah, it's such it. fucking bullshit. <laughs> it is. Oh yeah, we can have teams in baseball history. We can have Pete Rose who fucking bet on his team to win, not get into the Hall of Fame, and you have a team that can fucking steal signs mm-hmm. and do all this bullshit and not be balls blackballed. It's yeah. fucked. It and, pisses me yeah. off, man. And what was worse is oh, this man. happened, what, 2019? I, th- or yeah. I think it was 2019. Yes, it was. And then COVID hits, so they don't suffer any like repercussion of Fuck. like the fans, you know, booing them and, you know, giving them shit. So they had a whole season of, aside from Joe Kelly and the Dodgers thrown at them, which, shout out to Joe Kelly. That was, I appreciate I love that. Joe Kelly. I love that move. Somebody had to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, especially I, the smug way that they were responding to the accusations when they weren't caught, that's bullshit. Too. Their general manager said, we don't cheat, and yeah. then fucking cheated. Former GM. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. Not oh, dead. yeah, my bad. Sorry, he's not dead. He got fired. Yeah. A lot I'm, of people got fired. I mean, let's put it this way. If this happened uh, 80 years ago in baseball, this team would be blackballed from baseball. Yeah. But the fact that it happened in 2019 and nothing has happened fucking it's a it, weird it is very it's bullshit odd, but it's bullshit and also it comes down to our fucking oh man i'm getting too heated commissioner here. yeah i don't want to go down that road because yeah. that's going to be a lot of cussing <laughs> and me being really pissed. no no i think the the anger is warranted because nothing, the MLB, nothing MLB really commissioner, commissioner fucking sucks yeah Let's just put they it didn't there. really do anything to him they still have the championship um who's it rob manford is mm-hmm. our yeah he's he's a sack of shit. so anyways this why we brought this up is because oh, Astros yeah. played Holy in New shit. York, <laughs> in New York for the yeah. first time since all this happened with fans, and the fans just let them have oh, it. I, I mean, it. that's what I love about passionate fan base. Anybody who bought a ticket to that game knew they were going to be a part of that game. Uh, Dusty yes. Baker, actually, Astros manager before the before the game. I don't know if it was same day or whatever. Well, also, but, I don't really think should be coaching, but go ahead. Um, he, he was like, this is going to be nuts. Like, this is going to be wild. New York people are insane. And he was completely on point and good foresight by Dusty Baker because the stadium, anybody who went up to the plate was booed profusely. Um, I loved it. I, you know, with a 33% capacity or whatever the hell it is in New York, you could hear it and they could feel it. And regardless of the results of the game to at least, you know, acknowledge your displeasure with cheating and just letting this team know, like, you know, you guys are hated, basically. I like that. You know what it did? It put on display how much baseball fans hate the Astros. Yeah. And cheating. Right. And and to this point, the Astros, do they care about it? Maybe not. That's not really the point, though. If you're going into a stadium every time you play a game and you're getting your ass booed, that's not fun. That's not, you're not having the No, and you're only you getting have. love from your fans, yeah. but the whole other MLB yeah. nation fucking hates you. Uh, how many times are you, are you thinking, like, especially if a contract comes up, you're like, Ugh, maybe I'm going to go play in, you know, San Diego. Maybe, maybe I'm going to go play in LA because this kind of sucks. Say, like, I, I'm tired of being hated. I will tell you this. If Jose Altuve got traded to, let's just say he got traded to the Padres, which, I mean... Would be cool. Not really. He's and good. He's good. He's great. He's a great but asset. I'm interested. Where are you he's, going with He's this? a great <laughs> asset on the team. Great. Yeah. But you know what? I'm booing that fucker every time he comes up as a Padre. Mm. 
Because for me... It would be weird. It, it, I would be conflicted. You have a cheater on your team. Yeah. And who's to say? He's like, hey, guys. Right. This worked it. in Houston. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, See? You know what? I was at home. And actually, I have a quieter trash can yeah. now. But fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. So also, Rob Manford, that, you need to figure your shit out. That you will suck. stick with Bregman, uh, Correa, and Altuve forever. Like, th- they're, oh, that, yeah. they're those type of players. That, I want to get a shirt Like that, you just said, if they came to San Diego, you'd be like, I mean, you're good at baseball, but... Fuck you, honestly. Oh, I would totally. Yeah. And I, uh, one more thing before we close here. I love that that the MLB network has no control over here of cutting fucking fans saying fuck you. I love <laughs> yeah. that. You cannot control that because there's too you, many of them. There's too many of them, <laughs> and you can't you can't take the sound off because you got commentators. Yeah. And sometimes that's louder than the comment the you know commentary for of a game. And I absolutely. Yeah. Love it because it makes me feel exceptional that everyone else in the world hates the Astros and fuck them. Top five sports quote list. I'm gonna we're gonna institute you know some more top fives of different categories, Love players it. like whatever, whatever comes Ooh, into this noggin would be great. Yeah, but uh, today we're doing top five sport quotes, and that could be you know just from a post game interview from a famous coach, inspirational, funny. Uh, you know, designated some sort of big moment in a game. So, number five for me, I'll just lead it off. Go ahead. And then we'll just kind of give like a quick blurb, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. But number five, we're going to go five to one. I got Marshawn Lynch at the Super Bowl. Oh, great. The, uh, you know, the media day. Yes. I'm just here so I don't get fined. One of my favorites. That's and let me tell you, It's just, it's very quick. And it just described who Marshawn Lynch is and everything he was as a football player. He's about that action, boss, not the media. So he just said that, you know, 27 times. You can look it up on YouTube. It's it's great because it's it's <laughs> it, it's exactly who Marshawn is. Yep. But also, too, it it's a huge moment in his life that will never go away. Yeah, and that phrase has been monetized. He turned it into apparel. I just think it's so funny. I'm mysterious. I don't get fine. Hey, Marshawn, how do you feel about the uh, matchup with you and whoever? I'm mysterious. I don't get fine. Next. <laughs> and, and <laughs> just you, the whole time. And I loved it. It's like Bill Belichick took a page out of Marshawn's book. You can... I mean, Martin, yeah, yeah. It's like okay, cool. He's got his own style of anti-media, That's and right. I was Marshawn Lynch had a nice little run there too at the end of his career. He did. Um, I was I love the way he runs the ball. So I'm a big Marshawn football player first, and then his attitude second. I think it's just something love cool it. you can get behind. So that was my first one. My number five is. Uh, it's gonna make me sound kind of corny. It's from Paul Bear Bryant, Alabama okay. coach. Okay. Very old. Um, it's not the will to win that matters. Everyone has that. It's the will to prepare that to win that matters. For me, I picked that because something that I learned from, you know, very young is you can't you can't win without preparing. If you're not prepared yeah. with that, you have no way. I mean, and it's funny because I think about it now. It's I mean. We have meetings at work, right? I was just about to say, it goes into life. Exactly. If I'm not prepared for a meeting, I feel uncomfortable in the meeting. And if I get questioned Mm -hmm. on something and I'm not prepared, it it could totally throw how you feel. And also, it can also impact a little bit of your confidence as well. Oh, 100%. And that's why I fucking love football so much. Because it's... Prepares your ass. (laughs) 
I people, love it. Ah, I wish everyone played football. Me too. If you I just agree. understood everything that it entails, it goes beyond football. It does. It does. It's not just a game. I mean, that's why most of these are from fucking football. Number four. <laughs> also football, but this is another post-game interview. Bart Scott mm-hmm. on the Jets. Uh, divisional game way back. They took down the Patriots. This is like the Mark Sanchez, Rex Ryan Jets. Oh, Jesus Christ. Bart Scott, they went into New England, won the mm-hmm. game, upset. Bart Scott's interview was electric. I don't even remember the interview. Electric. Um, I'm not going to try to, you know, <laughs> re- reproduce yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Because I won't do any justice. Look that up, though. Um, but he was so pumped up. Like, oh, I, you just get so much energy off that, first and foremost. Um, but he's also, like, pissed off. Like he yeah. and you could tell like he was just he played that way the whole game, and being a defensive guy when you play pissed off and you get the whole team kind of pissed off and it, it's feeding off of that it's yeah. just electric energy and then you're making plays the whole team's jumping around, um so at the end this is a quote, uh Sal Pantonio says see you in Pittsburgh and Bart Scott goes can't wait and then he walks off. <laughs> And it was just so perfect for it the is. moment. And his whole interview of being pissed and can't wait. And he just goes off. I loved it. Bart Scott uh, was a, ra- or a raven before. Mm-hmm. One of the great linebackers that's not talked about that much. The energy. That's what got me. And I, I, I love that. And the fact that, like, you know what it is? Is it's like, fuck you. That's what yeah, it was. no, exactly. It was an exceptional. It was to the world, basically. Exactly. Like, you guys thought we were gonna get our ass whooped. Well, we didn't. So now, no. and I'm I'm coming. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't wait for next week. I'm coming after you. Um, my number four. It's kind of a throw a toss up, if you will, but this toss up. Yeah, it's going straight in here. It's. Vince Lombardi again. Again, this is very football driven. Yeah, you, yeah, hey, hey. If you haven't figured don't, out, to, don't feel the need to no. explain your list. <laughs> That's why it's your top five. It's not whether you get Son knocked down. Him. It's whether you get. Oh up. yeah, and it's classic, classic Vince Lombardi. I don't know quote. when I heard that first. Yeah, it's a great one. It's uh, it, funny enough. It's in Coach Doyle's office, so I see it whenever I go into Coach Doyle's office. For me, this is huge. You know, like. As people progress through their life, and, you know, it's this is pretty close to, you know, the heart for me with this one. But the, as you go through life, if you fall down and you don't have the will to say, like, I mean, look at Bart Adversity. Scott, right? Bart yeah. Scott said, fuck this. Like, can't wait. Yeah. It's the same situation for this. Like, yes, you guys have been failing. You had the fucking butt fumble. You know, <laughs> fuck that. I can't wait to come back and kick your ass yeah. next week. I mean, that for me is huge. And if you can't go through adversity in life... Mm-hmm. You're not going to be successful. I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And Vince Lombardi at the Super Bowl, the hologram. Did you? Were you in on that? I loved it. I, loved I thought that. it was so I cool. Thought it was, I was in. I was like, oh, fuck. I'm yeah. getting pumped up over exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> it was exceptional. Vince Lombardi quotes are phenomenal. Exactly. Number three, you're going to like this one. Oh, God. Here we go. Conor McGregor. I'm already happy. I had to get a McGregor quote in of there. Course. Somebody's got a freaking. We do had it. to get our cousin in. It was it was one it was. of those. It was one of those like giant press conferences with like you know twenty UFC I don't fighters. Feel like I know what you're oh yeah, say. I think most people know exactly where I'm going with this. Um, I think the interviewer goes, "Hey Connor, there's a lot of fighters up here. Who do you think gives you like the biggest 
you know, challenge, I think. And uh, Jeremy Stevens, who's a San Diego guy, actually, he chimes in. He's like, right here, right here. I'm the, you know, I'm the baddest 145er, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I'm going to knock his ass out. And then McGregor's just like, you're not going to, who the fuck is that guy? And the whole (laughs) whole room just erupts. It was so perfect. (laughs) Like, you just, you can't make up that guy's electricity. No, you cannot. uh, Charisma, like, how he carries a room. It was was so funny. that's perfect. The fighters are laughing. Yeah. Like, dude, you just got dicked. Yeah. How do you? I, I guess my question is, how do you fight after that? You have no way. Of oh, it's back. so tough. Who the fuck is that guy? He's like, and he's like looking around, like he actually doesn't notice. It was like, you oh. know what? It, it reminded it so me of. Funny. It's like in a locker room, and you have just a random person walk in the <laughs> locker room, and you're like, the whole team and all the guys are like, who the fuck is that? It's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. And what is he doing in here? Yeah. Uh, no thanks, dude. No, no. So funny. I I loved that. That's quote. great. I watch that like from time to time. Great to crack up. I mean, it. I. I don't, man. It just shows you how at the top of oh, athleticism. Yeah. It was Connor perfect. Was at that I think time. it was fight. It was the Alvarez fight. It he was. was going into. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mine is from one of my dad's fav- favorite baseball players, and it is. Uh, well, who is it? Well, I'll tell you when I'm okay. done. All right. Yeah, five bears that year. I was, it was one of those years where I was like, I don't know if they're going to lose the game. We were that good. Um, so they go into Monday night. They're playing Matt Leinert, um, I think Edron James. But they're, they're playing the Cardinals, okay, on Monday night football. Yeah. They're undefeated. And they immediately go down about, I think it was 24-0. Okay. Um, I don't remember. Rex Grossman, you know, classic Grossman bit here. He played horrible. Had, like, six turnovers himself. So, anyway. Cardinals were up 24-0. Bears score three times on defense in the second half. Um, and this is, you know, we're in the third quarter here. So, we're kind of, like, getting this momentum going. So, Charles Tillman takes one back after forcing a fumble. Um, another fumble, we take it back. Mike Brown. Yeah. He was an epic. So, Bears trying to come back. Then, Devin Hester returns a punt. To put us ahead, finally, in the fourth quarter. So, the point is, Cardinals were ahead. Easily should have won the game. Bears took it from them. Which is the best way to win, by the way. So, they scored on three, you know, defensive scores and a punt return touchdown. That's how the Bears won the game. After the game, this is where the quote comes in. Denny Green, Cardinals head coach. Yep. Former Vikings head coach. uh, Rest in peace, again. Um, I actually got to meet him. In, uh, really? At Cathedral, yeah. But he is known for this rant about the Bears. Oh, the now Bears are who about. we thought they were. <laughs> and that's why we took the damn field. <laughs> now, if you want to crown them, crown their ass. And he's like hitting the mic. But the Bears are who we thought they were. <laughs> and we let them off the hook. And it was, I mean, it was perfect because Denny Green's Trying to keep his job as a Cardinals That's right. coach, struggling. They had this game in the bag. They give it away. It would have been a marquee win. They gave it away. He's all pissed off. He's got to answer the media, and it just went. Oh man, perfect. It's. I don't know what the interview asked him. Once again, look it up. But the answer was phenomenal because <laughs> he starts low. He's like the the Bears, who we thought they were, and then it explodes. 
into his this, passion this comes rant. Out. And then I think that was how it ended. They're like, okay, Denny. <laughs> Have a good night. See you, dude. And as a Barry fan, I'm like, that's a this great, is amazing. <laughs> that's a great. That is so I had, yeah. exceptional. I didn't really think about like, oh, what is Rick going to bring up? What is he talking about with this shit? Yeah. And then you bring that up and I'm like, oh, holy It's amazing. Shit. Love that quote. Uh, mine is, um, the last two were really tough because these two I actually have written. Tied for first? Yeah, maybe? they're tied for first, definitely. It's a 1A and 1B, if you will. And that's because they're constantly around me. I actually have it written in my room. And I actually have one of these is written on a note at my desk. Um, and that actually, I will say, will be my number one. But the first one, well, my second one, excuse me, is excuses will always be there. Opportunities won't. I mm. heard this at wow. a coach's clinic. Who said that? I have no idea. Doesn't I cannot matter. remember. <laughs> and I actually heard this at a coach's clinic, um, man, like 2016. And I heard it, and I wrote it down immediately. Yeah. Because it's Say huge. It again? It's excuses will always be there. Opportunities mm. won't. Yeah, I love that. And it's... Again, I have it written down in my room. I the got lifestyle. It. It's huge. And you know what? It's it's taken me a lot of places. I mean, I heard it, what, is it five years ago? It's definitely helped me out. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, and again, I, I, I <clears throat> like you said, you and I kind of took a little bit of a different view on this. Mm-hmm. These two, the, the next quote is, is not even a quote. It's just, it's something I, you know, go with. But this is huge. And if it speaks to anybody, it... it it speaks to, hey, like, take the opportunity because if you don't and you mm-hmm. go down the line and there's an excuse as to why you didn't t- do it, it perfectly speaks to this. 100%. And yeah. it's like, don't be afraid of that opportunity no, either. No, don't. Because, do that. And then it flows back to, it's not whether you get knocked down, it's whether you get up. Right. It, 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 Lifestyle stuff. Exactly. And I love it. Love that. I love where your list is. Very uh, motivational. Exactly. Very, it really is. It really very is. Very life-driven. Mine's just like fun shit that I've... Uh, but that's how we are, right? Yeah, a little bit different exactly. now in that sense. Uh, but actually, my last one is kind of... It integrates a lot of different emotions because Jason Hayward. It's a Jason Hayward quote from the speech during the rain delay of... The Cubs-Indians Game 7. Of course, the Cubs lifted the 100-and-whatever-year curse it was. Huge for team downing. Um, Clan downing, actually. So, <laughs> it came to light that, J- that once the rain delay happened, because if you watch the game, you know what I'm talking about. Cubs were ahead the whole time. Cleveland hits a two-run homer in the eighth off Chapman, who's our main guy, yeah. to tie the game. They had all the momentum. Uh-huh. Uh, so we went to extra innings, and then the rain falls. So Cubs kind of had this whirlwind of like, oh, shit, are we doing this again? Are we going to blow it? Um, and then they had that moment to, like, recollect. And Jason Hayward took had a players meeting in the, you know, batting cage or whatever. And they asked him about it after the game, and he just said, I rem- or he said, I just reminded them who they were, like who they are, who we are, and, yeah. that, I, and that I love them. And I just think... Like, it's exceptional. It's just, I never heard that story, honestly. And I think it's, it just set everyone back to like, hey, we're yeah. here, relax. Yeah. Like shit just went down, but we are still here's another we opportunity are right here. For us. Yeah, that's a great. So Jason I love Hayward, that. you know, aside from winning the game, like it's great. But Jason Hayward is that type of 
voice, that type of guy that he knew that it was his moment yes, to that, yeah. say these words to this group of men and bring them back together during adversity. And, uh, I mean, it's just incredible because there's always those moments in sports where if you're a leader, like, you have that opportunity to uh, make a difference. Yeah. And I, I honestly don't know if the Cubs win that game without someone stepping up and being like, hey, like, let's talk about this. Well, and also, too, like, what triggered that, right? Like, what in my mind, I always think about that. That's a, that's a moment where in someone's life that's like, I need to say something here. Mm-hmm. Was it pushed by someone? We don't know. Was it, I don't was think it driven? So. I don't think so. I think then, he's like, I recognize the situation of like turmoil. Yeah. And this can go one way or the other. So I at least want to put it Let out there. Let me refocus our guys. Remind everyone like, what we've been through the last nine months. Like all the stuff we've been through. Yeah. Who we are as a team. And I love you guys. And either way, we're going to be all right. But let's play our game, see what happens. At any level, that already makes you feel exceptional. Yeah, I'm getting, like, goosebumps about it. Because, like I said, without that speech, I don't know. I don't know what happens in that game. You don't. I was in shambles myself, emotionally, during that. Near a little Jason Hayward. I go, yeah, I would have liked it Jason Hayward (laughs) at the bar I was at. That's great. (laughs) So, you know, as a Cubs fan... It's the biggest moment of my life as a Cubs fan. And, so, I, and I see why it's number one. And with so, that, it, it makes your number one even better. And it, it, it presents the story of Game 7 just so... It's such an awesome thing. And one does. day there'll be a movie about it. And oh, it'll yeah. be so awesome. And then Rick will be in the background. Hopefully <laughs> just hear exactly what Jason Hayward said. We'll probably never know. But that's to that group of people, they'll. that's a moment that will... Everyone will remember Jason Hayward taking the time to address the team. And he's a big guy, 6'5", whatever. So he had that leadership in him anyway. Yeah. And people stopped and listened and were like, yes. I will do Completely this. Completely changed the structure of that, you know, um, energy, I guess. Man, good heavens. It's hard to follow that. Maybe you <laughs> should have gone last. Um, goodness. <laughs> Mine is very much like how Rick's has been, my number one. Um, again, this is actually, it's funny because I was talking about this like two or three weeks ago with my buddy Alex, shout out Alex. Um, and I actually have this written on my, it's, it's, so what it is, is it's be like Bruce Arians. It's super random. Um, but if you guys, if anyone has the time, it's on YouTube. Um, I thought that was a quote. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, (laughs) it's not the quote, but it's just the preface for me to remind what it is. And it's from Steve Keim, who's the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals. And in Bruce Arians, when he was the head coach of the Cardinals, in his football life, uh, Steve Kine said, Bruce Arians is the same guy that can have beer out in the parking lot with you know, the blue-collar guys. Mm-hmm. I might not be getting this exactly right. But he's also the same guy that can put a suit on and drink Dom Perignon that evening, mm-hmm. in the same day. And then he said... He prefers to be, he, Steve Kime said that he thinks that Bruce Arians prefers to be the guys in the parking lot drinking beer. And that, that small little Mm. three sentences spoke really hard to me because I'm no one, I, I, I'm, I'm on this life. I don't get to judge anyone's life, but you know what? I will treat everyone with respect no matter what until that respect. Relatability is, is what I got. Exactly. And it's relatability and it's. 
It's it's a lot of things, and I literally have it written. Be like Bruce Arians. Be the guy that can say, "Hey, I you, you know, yes, sir," to someone that looks like they are living on the street, mm-hmm. being giving that person the, the yeah. same respect. I mean, I have a perfect example of this. Last night, I was picking. I was literally getting a ginger ale from Seven Eleven. And there was a homeless guy, and him and I started having a conversation. Like, I'm not gonna. Not... And that's who you are. Exactly. I, yeah. I and I, I, I just. It's funny because I brought up Alex because he goes, "That's funny. I'm gonna write that on my desk. Like, be like Bruce Arians." Because I try to tell that story to everybody mm-hmm. because it's such. It's so simple. It's hey, let's go have some beers and hang mm-hmm. out, yeah. or let's go. Put a suit on and be relatable. Don't be so quick to turn your back on somebody that you don't know. Or even that you do know. Yeah, you know, it's everyone's just... Everyone's going through something. Exactly. You know? And if I can if I can treat everyone with respect and mm-hmm. be transparent and say like, hey, this is who I am. I'm not going to... Yeah. Like I said before this, I am no, I don't have any right in my life to judge anyone. I don't. I don't. I don't have I that right. Do. Yeah. And the fact... And if I can relate and also show someone respect that maybe a superior to me in some light i don't care let's be cool you never know how far that goes with that person too exactly like hey like you know the conversation i had with the homeless guy last night who's to say he may have needed that yeah exactly and, and, exactly remind me yeah, and I, I again i just it's very simple it's live like yeah. crusarians a lot of people think like well fuck am i wearing like a golf hat <laughs> and sunglasses no i mean and you know, I I will have to say that's probably, and we're, this is a we're getting kind of in the weeds here for me, but that is probably my top five football. That might be the next. That'd be a good one. Top five football life. That's, that's definitely that transition city. Right yeah, now. that's <laughs> a great one. That, but that's definitely been my no, top. No, I was. I mean, that was beautiful. Top five quote list. I loved it. Not great, that great idea, Rick. So or that's that'll continue Mr. on. Peanut. Um. Wow, that was phenomenal. We went over the draft. I'm <laughs> stoked, I guess, but I'm also skeptical. Effie yeah. Nagy, but GM saved his job. Aaron Rodgers, what's going to happen there? I don't know. Polar bear. Sell him. I don't know. Sell him yeah, high. Sell him high. Sell him high. <laughs> Give it a month, and I think he's out. Hot take. I like That's that. right. Astros, Yankees, hating on the heat, cheating Astros. That's right. We're big on that. And then, yeah, just what we just went over, the top five quote list, which we're going to incorporate some more lists and other different things that come into this noggin. You see, when you listen to this podcast, you have access to this brain. That's right. And that's valuable. Love it. (laughs) I love it. Uh, And that's episode 18. Real quick. Jump on the reviews, baby. Throw us some stars, man. Preferably five. That's right. Well, I mean... We're nothing Tell us a review. Five. Say, hey, you guys are super good looking and you talk well, speak well. See? Well, I guess don't say that then. No. <laughs> but, you know. Proper grammar. Throw some stuff in there. Um, what else? Likes. Likes. Oh, yeah. Page. IG. You know, we love course. everything. <laughs> everybody, that, everybody that's been interacting with our stuff, I, I will have to say, we're in this in the 18 episodes. You guys it's have been, been great. great. Yeah. I no, really just, appreciate it's been you guys. Awesome, Everyone that's staying consistent with le- listening and again interacting with our page, I, I you know I can't say it enough. I love it. I love doing it. We with we Rick. just want to keep growing. Yeah, exactly. And we're gonna keep doing it, and we're gonna keep finding ways to make it interesting. So be with us through the process. And for episode eighteen, sports banter. Out. Oh.